on my gravestone it will say he watched more <laughs> Kickboxer than the people that made Kickboxer. I don't want my chief puffs to get moldy and, and old. <laughs> I have never and will never be a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> 90s nostalgia is big now. I'm going to be relevant again. The hair is long and curly in this movie. Along with some good special effects, I might add. Yep, I like to go outside. I like to go on adventures. Oh, I've moved on to my, my old gummy snacks now. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net. And I do mean the only podcast on the net that will not be recording a two-hour hate fest on Batman v Superman this week. <laughs> I'm Eric Marner. And I am in full agreement, Mr. Eugene Weaver. <laughs> I, I am almost tired of hearing about that movie. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> but we will, we will get into that later, I'm sure, because we have both seen yes. it. And no, it's not going to be necessarily a two-hour love fest on it either. Mm. Um, okay. Let's get right into the roulette. Okay. Uh, last week it was Avalanche Sharks up against He Never Died. I get to go first. Oh, joy. <laughs> For me. Um, Avalanche Sharks. I'm not going to look up the director or the actors because I don't give a shit. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, truly, this is everything that you expected from a movie called Avalanche Sharks. It's a uh, sci-fi movie original type nonsense with terrible actors and everybody's just getting paid because, I don't know, to, for some poor schlub that sits on their couch and wants to watch some sharks. and It was nonsense. It was just complete nonsense. I could barely pay attention to it. Um, it wasn't so bad that you could make fun of it and have fun. It just... <sighs> a bunch of bad actors on a mountain and then some sharks would, can swim in the snow and would bite them sometimes, I guess, and kill them. And yep. It wasn't funny. Nothing happened. And CGI gore. There was a little bit of gore in it, but not nearly enough to merit the price of admission, which was free and still too much. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm not going to waste any more time on that. Yeah. Over to you. Okay. He never died. Uh, I, I will chime in. I did watch that movie as well. <laughs> Of course yes. you did. Um, well, and I'll get into the reason why. Uh, so for, first I'm going to review He Never Died. Um, okay. Well, we're on Avalanche Sharks right now. Oh, ahead. okay. Well, uh, um, how do I say this? Um, so Avalanche Sharks, every now and then there is a so bad it's good sci-fi original or a fairly competently made sci-fi original. The one that I did recently, The, the Hollow, that was that was reasonably competent. Like that could have been a true gem, but – the acting or the, the script was a mess. Um, but Avalanche Sharks was just awful, awful movie. Um, the CGI was horrible. Somewhere in there, all of a sudden, there was a folklore tale. You remember that? Did you get to that part where there was, here's why there's sharks in the snow. Um, the best part of the movie is when the boyfriend uh, uh, decks his girlfriend in the face for, like, she's being loud, so he just punches her in the face. Or, or elbows her in the face. I'm like, oh, he just laid out his girlfriend. And that everybody's fine with that. He's the good guy. So, anyway, there's Avalanche Sharks. Um, <laughs> which leads me to He Never Died. So, obviously, Avalanche Sharks is... People that make the movie Avalanche Sharks or a movie like that, they know what they're making. They know that they're making garbage. You know, or, you know, that type of movie. He Never Died, on the other hand is a serious movie 
made by a director and stuff and people. I, I hated this movie. I, I hated this movie. This is one of those, it feels very hipsterish and slow paced and just uh, that whole feel is hipster the whole way through. And I'm all the way through wondering what are you doing? Henry Rollins in this movie. He's, I guess an angel slash or a, a slash vampire, something vampire. And he's sworn off meat. And then his daughter shows up and then mobsters and Things happen, boring things happen, and he plays bingo to make so he doesn't kill people. Uh, uh, that sounds like a, a pass. Oh, it's so bad. I mean, it's it's bad. You know, it's bad when I enjoyed Avalanche Sharks more than this, and this Ooh. one here is a seriously. We're trying to make a good movie here, and it was so bad. I, but again, I am not the audience for this movie. I am completely not the audience for this movie. Uh, I know that this movie did get some good reviews, uh, whereas Avalanche Sharks, I don't think, got any good reviews. I'm not the audience for this movie. I'm, I guess I'm too old or I'm just not into that scene, but I hated it. I hated the dialogue. The dialogue seemed like no one talks like that. Everybody feels like they're acting. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, Yes, yes, I, totally. I feel like I will say that there, oh, there was one part where I, I guess I kind of dug Henry Rollins. We were figuring out how old he is. And he makes a comment about that he was in the Bible. Like, hey, I was in the Bible. I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. But the whole movie as it is, it's just, oh, we're at the diner and he likes a girl there kind of. But, yeah, it's <laughs> drama and uh, even the practical effects. I'm like, I actually I wish that I would see some really bad CGI gore right now to spice things up and to, to throw me for a loop. But instead, it's just nothing. I... What what was my final score? Just to to tell you just how much I disliked this movie was a half of a star, a half star. Yeah, I I hated it. I and, and this might be one. This might be a very divisive movie because this actually is one that has gotten really good reviews. So it might just be me, but I did not like it at all. Was Henry Rollins just being Henry Rollins the whole time? Yes, yes, yep. It was just Henry Rollins being. I mean. He, he was more subdued for the first half of the movie because he's trying not to eat meat and he's trying not to kill people and whatever, but uh, then he's Henry Rollins. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I liked you in Wrong Turn Part 2. You were cool on that. Uh, but this is no, 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 no. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Take under advisement. I yes. Um, okay. Well. Anything else you want to add for Avalanche Sharks either? Did you think it was gory? Did it get at least no. entertain you with that? No. No. I mean, I, I liked that slightly more than this movie just because it was so bad. Uh, I'm like, oh, it's kind of funny that it's, you know, silly yeah. CGI and actors that I hate. Um, oh, they were horrible. Yeah, they were <sighs> awful. They're interchangeable. Like, I didn't know anybody. There was some some guy that becomes the sheriff. I, I couldn't and, pay attention. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, it was bad. And anyway. Okay, yeah. let's move on to the next round. Uh, first up, I'm offering you, sir, The Awakening from 2011. A haunted boarding school calls on Florence Cathcart, who disapproves 
uh, disproves, excuse me, hoaxes for a living, but the strange place leads Cathcart to question rationality. And this was recently added to Netflix, but the reason I threw it on there was because, I mean, normally that synopsis wouldn't get me in. I'd be like, nah, it's a Eugene Roulette. That's not for me. But yeah. <laughs> Rebecca Hall, Dominic West, that's some good names. I like those names. So maybe this is something worth uh, throwing at you anyway. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next up is the obligatory documentary, uh, Sunshine Superman, the life and controversial career of Carl Bonish uh, is recalled in this documentary that chronicles the skydiver's invention of base jumping, an extreme sport that seriously freaks me out. Uh, I've never done it, I have no interest in doing it or any sort of skydiving, but the very concept just kind of, whenever it happens in a movie, or whenever somebody's up high in a movie, I, like, my legs start tingling and feel like jello and i'm not even necessarily that afraid of heights but it just freaks me out when all of a sudden the camera is whoosh in open air like that yeah uh and lastly this is a true roulette from 2001 visible secret uh it's an asian film of some fashion uh peter must look into the mysterious and troubled past of his lover june when she casually mentions that she sees poltergeists a couple of creepy stills on netflix for it and yeah, it looks kind of cool, maybe. Mm-hmm. Eugene, you watch it and let me know if I should. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, for you, I had, um, I don't know why this this sounds so good to me, uh, Mediterranean. Seeking income for their families, two African men risk their lives to reach Italy, where they find work and a community divided over their presence. And I don't know why, just it sounds good. The reviews were really good for this movie. And I have a feeling it's a fairly new movie, so I'm guessing that it's pretty well shot, uh, especially with being a foreign film. So I want to throw that one on the roulette. And uh, next up, we have a movie called 10,000 Saints. And honestly, this movie here, I put this on the roulette uh, primarily because of the cast. Uh, Ethan Hawke being the main one. And uh, Asa Butterfield. Who is yep. that? I Is yeah, that the... That was... Um... He was in That's that, the, ki- uh, the kids' movie that was directed by Martin Scorsese, Hugo. Yes. Oh, yes. And okay, I thought so, he, yeah. He was also the main star in Ender's Game. Got it. Yep. So, right away, that elevates the movie to me. Um, me too. Set to, live, set to live with his estranged father in New York City, a Vermont teenager befriends a group of punk rockers who eschew drugs and alcohol. That just sounds interesting to me. And lastly, we have... And this one sounds good too, I think. The Art of Organized Noise from 2016. Forget Platinum. Their, the, their artists went diamond. Hear from the crew who spawned a whole new hip hop, uh, revolution. So. Dun dun dun! <laughs> uh, okay. I am going to take 10,000 Saints. Mediterranean sounds cool, but probably ultimately depressing. And The Art mm. of Organized Noise doesn't scream anything to me. I have not, that's not any rap that I like. So yeah, uh, yeah, I was okay. very meh on that one. But, uh, 10,000 saints though. I, I was like, Oh, what is that? Was that just recently added or is that just a gem I th- found? I think it's, it was under my recently, like recently added to Netflix list. So I'm guessing it just kind of went one of those that just kind of slipped under the radar. Yeah. I, I saw that. I was like that, that looks up my alley. That looks like a guide to recognizing your saints or something along those yes. lines. So I definitely was jumping on that one. Back to you. Okay, and I am, uh, let's see here. 
Just pulling up the list again that you threw my way. I think, you know, I'm going to go against, against, uh, what I normally would pick because Awakening would be my first choice and Sunshine Superman is the, the easy safe, safe one. I'm going to go with the old school Korean or Asian horror movie Visible Secret because there is some cool, uh, creepy looking still images there. And that's one that out of all of the, the glut of Asian horror, I don't, I don't, I don't remember that one. So who knows? I mean, I'm genuinely shocked. I'm shocked. I, I, fi- I figured you would be. I'm like, you know what? I, no, I'm not going to take another rule or uh, another documentary. And the awakening is one that I would probably take, but let's go against the grain here. And, um, it's gotta be, be- it has to be better than what I watched. Oh, it's got to be better than last week. Oh my gosh, Aval- Avalanche! I got I got a lot of rating done on my phone games while I was watching yeah. that piece of crap. <laughs> but at Lord. the very least, with this vis- visible secret, I'm, my my main concern with this is that it might be scary. But we're so jaded at this point with Asian horror that it might not be as scary as it would have been if we would have watched it back when it came out. Boy, I mean, that's an older movie now. Yeah, that's very true. But when I looked at it, I, I was more like. It looks like a creepy one of those J horror kind of movies, but the synopsis pulled me back a bit because I was I was like maybe this isn't even trying to be a J horror thing. Maybe it's just going to be more of a thriller. I don't know. We we'll just have to watch it and see. Yeah, we'll it. find out. Do do? Yep. I, I was sure you were going to take the Awakening, which is a yeah. scr- screaming Eugene piece of crap horror movie. Netflix. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I I figured that would give you a, a little surprise there by picking the J horror movie, but and in two thousand one, so I'm like, okay, well that's gonna be shot on film. It's not gonna you know be a, one of these silly shot on digital, whatever. It's gonna be and ow, I'm actually on IMDb here, and it's actually made by a it was directed by a, a woman, so yeah, that would be interesting. But that cover is really cool. I like the cover. Yeah, they're in a subway car, and one has a yeah. creepy mask on. And you yep. know, I might have actually watched the trailer for this, and if so, it looked pretty scary. But whenever I see, like a maybe it's the lighting in that shot and the subway, it just automatically reminds me of Suicide Club. Which oh yeah, if you get something like that kind of freaky weird, that that would yeah. be yeah. Uh, that movie still oh yeah. Just thinking about it freaks me out. Oh, the subway scene in that movie was so great. (laughs) That's the best scene in the movie. That's not the one that freaks me out so bad. The one that really, like, stuck with me is when the woman was cutting up vegetables for dinner. Remember that? Oh, man, I don't. She was holding on to, uh, like, a carrot or something and was, like, cutting while she was talking to somebody. And then she went right into her hand and wasn't even reacting, just right up her hand. Yep. Uh, That was a good movie. I think I sold you my copy of that. (laughs) Because I, and it was like a region. It was an Asian yeah. DVD. <laughs> I watched it. Blind bought it and watched it and was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that movie. Yeah, I should watch that again. <laughs> that and Uzumaki. I need to watch uh, that one again. Okay, uh, that uh, should do it for this round of the roulette. Um, before we move on to recently watched, I did want to touch real quick on the fantasy movie league. We had our fantasy movie league draft. Uh, I. Actually, in two leagues this year, uh, on two different websites, so it's going to be a lot to keep up, and actually managing three. So I'm going to be crunching a hell of a lot of numbers, but that's all right. It'll be fun. Uh, so real quick, I've got our picks here, and I okay, thought you we, have mine pulled up too. Yes, I do. Okay, uh, I thought we could just go down them, sh- show what we ended up with, talk about it a little bit, and then we'll move on. I'm not going to spend too much time on that. 
Uh, I got to draft last out of this uh, group, and both of my leagues I was last to draft. So oh, really? Both? Yep. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, now, is it, is it the same setup as, as what the Fantasy Movie League is? Yeah, I, well, I took the Facebook group and all that rules to a, the only message board that I'm really on anymore, and presented it to them. Uh, they followed it for a year or two, and then got interested enough that I got a group in last year, and this year we actually had two groups, but we had to knock it down to five players instead of six per group to mm. even it out. But uh, I think it'll still play out pretty well because we often, with so many movies moving, we often run out of picks later in the year because it's like there's literally nothing left uh, in, in in case of emergency. So I think with five players, it'll be it'll be all right. But yeah, anyway. Uh, so real quick, uh, do you want to? Do you have your list? Do you I do. Yes. Okay. Why don't you go ahead and run down your list? I'll chime in with any thoughts that I have. What, where did you draft? Second? I was first. First? Oh, yes. Yeah, I got, that, that was that was great. I'm like, oh, wow, I got first draft. That's great. Um, the, here's the cool thing about this draft, the, the league, is that the, like you're the last person, but you get two picks then. So the first round, you get two picks. And there's still great, great movies in, dra- in the first round, the first couple rounds. I think this year was way more stacked than last year as far as good movies to pick. Agreed. Um, but there's always at least one, if not two, huge budget bombs. And I may have, I, I might have one of them as my number two pick. We'll see. But, uh-huh. uh, I, I started out with Captain America. That is the no brainer. That was the number in three drafts that I was in this year. That was the number one pick. Yeah, that will cap guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Number two, however, uh, that could be the flop of the summer. And maybe it's just because of the insane amount of bad buzz. Maybe it's not going to be good. I can't wait to see it because I love the original, but it's Ghostbusters is my number two pick. But, I thought it was Chancy taking it number two. I, I, yeah. I would have taken it later, but I'm not, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. It, it could go either way. I know. Uh, three is Angry Birds, and you know what? I watched the trailer, and it actually is quite funny, and it's maybe not for me, but it's huge, and it's an animated movie, and it comes out in, I think, May, uh, so I have a feeling that that one will probably do pretty good. Uh, I drafted that in the other league. So, yeah, oh, did you? I, I base that opinion purely on my children. Uh, yeah. How much they scream about Angry Birds, that's a no-brainer, in my opinion. Yeah. I wouldn't go like top one or two, but that's a very good pick. Yeah. I'm hoping for at least a hundred million dollars on that one. Uh, four. And this is me personally. Cause I think this one looks hysterical. I can't wait for this movie. Central intelligence with Dwayne, the rock Johnson and, uh, Kevin Hart. I think that one looks genuinely funny. Um, I think that's going to do big bank. Uh, five is the nice guys or uh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, CI looks funny. A little high. I think. I think you got that one really? a little high. But then again, <laughs> it's so hard to because you can't tell what's left on the board by just us reading down. Sometimes that is the pick to take at that position. Yeah. And then five is the nice guys. That's the one with Russell Crowe and uh, – uh, what's his name? It's, the notebook uh, guy. Uh, yeah, the notebook – yeah, Grossling. <laughs> uh, Ryan, Ryan Grossling. Yeah. Looks good. I think that looks funny. Uh, uh, six. That movie looks <laughs> – honestly – Hold up. Porn a drink. Ah, there granny, we go. Granny's peach tea. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nice guys looks... That looks 
Oh, that was your Superman Batman reference there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thanks for joining the show. Yeah. <laughs> Turn the calves off. We're, we're, we're yeah, doing yes, a podcast yeah. over here. <laughs> yes, but LeBron and things. Um, <laughs> nice guys. That is one of the best trailers I have ever seen in my life. That movie looks phenomenal. I can't wait yeah. to see it. Um, will it bank? Highly unlikely, in my opinion. I think yeah. you're looking at uh, 50 to 75 there on a good day. I could be wrong. I could go gangbusters, do 100, but uh, that, yeah. one was, that one was low on my board. Next. Uh, Sausage Party, the raunchy animated movie. That is, to me, that's one of the biggest gambles because while I think it looks really funny, it's a hard R-rated animated movie. So it might have a good opening weekend, but I could see that one just plummeting after opening weekend. Very true. I drafted it in the other league. I think you drafted it at the right spot because at that oh. point, there is not much left. Mm -hmm. I mean, the board's getting real thin and it's getting real dicey. I think you drafted that at the perfect spot. Um, number seven is, boy, actually the, the, the lone horror movie of my list. Well, you learn from past mistakes. Yes. Um, and I did want to jump in real quick at number seven here and say, so for our last three picks, seven, eight, nine uh, of the regular draft, for those that don't know and haven't played the game, this is the complete and total crapshoot arena. Seven, yeah. eight, nine. You can pretty much draft anything, and it's not a bad pick necessarily because it's just total crapshoot. Stuff's too far out. Nobody's seen trailers. You don't. You know. Some. I, what's so funny is right after we do the draft, like a week later, you'll get three trailers for some of this stuff, and you're like, "Why in the hell did I not draft that freaking movie?" At yeah. four or five or some crap like that. Mm. And and vice versa, you'll have a trailer come out and you'll be like, oh, what is that on my draft board? That's going to make 12 cents. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. anything from here on out, don't judge. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, straight, straight out of Compton. Wasn't straight out of Compton. That was one that no one expected to do uh, huge bank. Oh, one person did. And that person was me. And I drafted yeah. it like five and I won the league. So... <laughs> <laughs> research uh but the shallows yeah, yeah. I, i'm unfamiliar with the that the shallows tell me about it it's uh oh a, i think a surf a surfer is a female surfer is trapped on a small little rock close to an island and her leg is cut and there's a huge looks to be a great white shark or something similar to a great white shark swimming around her waiting and it could be one of those really well-made low-budget gems in the rough that gets a great build-up release and great reviews and does gangbusters or it could be one that does 30 million dollars and goes away we shall see i don't know i thought it looks really good though has there been a trailer out for it yet or anything yeah there is a there is a trailer and it really looks good to me it looks really good it doesn't look like a cheesy uh shark movie and it doesn't look like a really really boring i thought open water was kind of boring this one looks like a genuinely good thriller actually this one would probably be a little bit more of a thriller than a horror movie uh, but you are right. I learned my lesson with picking too many horror movies. Granted, Conjuring, I think, is going to do really, really good. But uh, I, the rest of them, I just – I am i don't want to take that gamble and like, oh, good. It opened at $10 million, which means it's going to cap it or it's going to be done with 20, 25 million bucks. That's not yep. enough. Well, and the same goes for the romantic comedies and the regular comedies and some mm -hmm. of the kids' movies. Uh, you can't – put all your eggs in one of those genres baskets. You got to try and pick the ones that are going to be a breakout because it seems like every year there's a huge breakout in each of those genres. It's like, okay, yep. we got the spy last year and the, yeah. 
uh, the cartoon kids movie, whatever one blows up that year. And then you're, the one that you think was going to is just kind of eh, eh. muddles in around 50. And you're like, yeah, not the hit. You're the one that the person that puts together the hits wins the game. Yep. Agreed. Space Between Us is my romantic type movie. I don't know anything about it, but I, you never know. It could be another 50 shades of gray that does gangbusters. I have no idea. Uh, and then number nine is Sully, and I believe, is that the uh, Clint Eastwood? Um, uh, maybe. That's the one with the pilot, or is it Tom Hanks? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah that that one slipped my radar, and somebody brought it up in the other league, and I was like, ah, oh, damn, I probably should have picked that ninth. Yeah. You never know. I mean, that, that'll bring in the older crowd. It could do really well. Uh, never know. There's also that niche market of, uh, like you said, the older crowd with the... Um, what was a sniper movie that one year? Was that last year? The American Sniper. Uh, oh yeah, where all the yeah. nobody saw that. The military thing, a little bit like you said, the fifties, fifty uh, mm-hmm. to sixty year old crowd. Just all of a sudden, they all go to a movie. <laughs> yeah, and you got and a movie like that does a hundred or does it goes crazy? Yep, could be. Um, and then Dead Money is Kidnap, which I'm not gonna. I whatever. I think Halle Berry's in it. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the dead money pick is our 10th round pick that we try and pick a movie that's going to be released wide and f- not produce a lot of money. So that's yeah. the trick. It's like that Wheel of Fortune, not Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune? Yeah, Wheel of Fortune, where you try, yeah. you try and bid right, but don't go over. Yeah. You, you have to bid up high enough that you get in the game because if it stays limited, uh, limited release, it doesn't count. It doesn't count, yeah. But I, I cannot imagine that that's going to make much money at all. I honestly, I almost picked the mechanic part two. While I really liked the first mechanic with Jason Statham, um, it just his movies. If it's he's the main star, they're gonna top out at around twenty million dollars. It seems anymore. I my only reason I didn't pick the mechanic for it part two is because I, I think it's gonna skip theaters altogether and go just like straight VOD. That's one of the. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to lose that pick. Yep, I could totally see that. Okay, um, so overall, how happy are you with your list? You know, I'm pretty happy. My my main concern is Ghostbusters, because if I don't have two humongous blockbusters, you have to almost have two really big blockbusters to stay in the game, and I'm counting on Ghost. Honestly, it comes down to Ghostbusters, unless for some reason Angry Birds is just the greatest thing ever and does huge bank. I, Central Intelligence, if it makes $100 million, I'll be... Tickled. Any anything below number three, if it makes a hundred million, I'm going to be happy. But those top three, especially Ghostbusters, man, I don't know. We'll see. Yep, we will see. What do you? Th- and now I'm curious. What do you think of my list? Do you want me to grade it? Yes. Uh, I would give you a, a C plus. I, I think you, there were a co- you made a couple of very good moves, but there were a couple in there that were pretty dicey, a little high. I think yeah. you could have got Ghostbusters lower, and that would have opened yeah. the door for you to get something better uh, at number two, or at least a little more reliable. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what I went with on my list, is looking for stuff that has been uh, has a good track record of banking. The Ghostbusters... I mean that's a that's a reboot and people can go either way on that. I know that movie has a huge following, but I mean the so, and, and you can't entirely judge by the uh, trailers because he has a history of putting out crappy trailers for great movies, yeah. at least according to comedy fans. Um, which is a good thing because the jokes in those trailers are not good. They're they're 
extremely recycled. I wouldn't say they're yeah. horrible, but they're they're jokes. I've seen a million that you're doing the the yeah. crowd surfing and they don't catch you. Yeah. Ah, and the, and the CGI ghost in the beginning I'm like, "Ah, oh, that looked way better back in 1984 when the the library ghost in the original, I'm like, this looks like fake CGI. I'm like, really? But again, but, they're going for a new crowd. So I know, yeah. I, and I will say this though: all the people that are bitching about the being an all female cast now, just fuck off. That is the dumbest yeah. thing ever. I have zero problem with that whatsoever. And I think all of those women are very funny, and I, I look forward to. Well, Melissa McCarthy. That's a personal <laughs> preference. Uh, but everybody else seems like. I think that that thing is going to be a decent movie, but number two, a little <laughs> high. I don't think it went to like five over in the other leagues. So really, yeah. wow. I guess I'm just going on the nostalgia of the first one and the fact that I mean, you never know. I don't know. Dude, you're it, not it, wrong. If every super Ghostbusters fan goes and sees that movie, you're you're good. You're done. You made yeah hundred plus. So don't worry about yeah. it. Um, Angry Birds was a good move. Uh, Ci. I, I should bank nice guys. I just don't think that thing is going to make money. It looks like a fantastic movie, but it, this isn't about picking good movies. No um, so, sausage party is going to have, I think that's your stoner movie of the year. I think all the stoners will be out for that one. Um, and you could, I think you, that should clear easily like 75. If it's a hit, you one twenty. So that's a good pick. We'll see. Yeah. And who knows what if like, all it takes is like num- my number eight, the space between us. Uh, a rom-com that everybody goes to see and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, it opened at $100 million. Yeah, those rom-coms are the hardest to pick, though. I know, because for every huge hit, there's one that it just, oh, $5 million opening weekend and done. Yep, you got to really see what you're opening against. Yeah. Uh, okay, on my side, we're or getting carried away here. I want to get on. No, this is fun. I like it. It is. It's yeah. good, but I want to get on with it because most people don't follow this uh, kind of stuff all the time. Um Okay, so I'm sixth to pick. The top five are pretty much off the board. And in all the leagues that I was in, the first rounds were nearly identical. But I also was making a very conscious effort to not pick the same movies in both leagues. I wanted to mix Mm -hmm. it up a bit so that I was rooting for uh, different sets of movies. Anyway, so with the sixth pick, I took Independence Day uh, 2. Resurgence, Resurrected, Risen, whatever yeah. the hell it's called. <laughs> uh, ba- really banking on nostalgia factor there. But I think that movie is going to bring out the crowds the way that like Jurassic World did. Even though Jurassic World, decent enough flick, but it, it's not like that redefined anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, agreed. I think you're going to get the nostalgia people out for Independence Day. Um, and next uh, I picked Warcraft. That I I know it could be a total bust, but it's got a good date, and I think all the nerds will come out for it, man. I really do. They come out for some of this stuff, even if it's just to hate on it. <laughs> we'll get to that yeah, later. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I think that it will at least do 100+. plus. Maybe not, but, meh. It, war, the game of Warcraft is still a big thing. It's still going. Is it really? Yeah, it's, wow. oh yeah it's still going. Next, I picked uh, Ice Age Part 17. I don't even know where we're at. I picked the last Ice Age movie, and it did not cap for me. But I'm hoping maybe this one will, possibly. Uh, Next, Pete's Dragon. Now, Disney has been live-actioning all of their old animated uh, films. And 
for better or worse, they've all been making, just raking in cash, just printing money, left and right. Uh, obviously, I wanted Jungle Book, but that was gone in the top four, I think. That that movie is going to make so much money. Yes, it will. Uh, Pete's Dragon, though, I, you know, we saw a little teaser trailer for it. We haven't seen a whole lot, but I'm just banking on that Maleficent money and Alice in Wonderland and all of those kind of tales coming back and being live action. I th- Why not? Uh, next number, what are we at? Five, one, two, three, four, five. Now you see me too. You know, there are a lot of people that love that first movie. I was, yeah, I mean, I, I was like, all right, it was all right. That's was not painful. It's the national treasure of magic movies, I guess. Yep, it is. (laughs) Yep. Forget it. Completely forgettable. But there is a crowd for that thing that that's the easygoing general public. And uh, I'm not saying it's going to cap, but it should do some decent business. Next, Mr. Tim Burton, Mrs. Peregrine's home for peculiar children, teen crowd. I guess get that teen crowd money. That's tweens. Yes. Got to got to always be minding the reservoir of that giant vault of cash. And I think that one could bring in that, you know, emo kind of. I'm a loner too, crowd of the, you know, 11, 12 year olds. And oh boy, do those things make money. Uh, next, my horror movie of the year. Uh, I went with the guy that made the Evil Dead remake. And that I th- is Don't Breathe. I know absolutely nothing about it because I only do a minimal amount of research because the less research I do, the better I do in this damn movie. <laughs> um, but I think they're really going to pump that Evil Dead remake director bit. Uh, on yeah. it, and I, I think it'll bring in again. Now we're into seven, eight, nine, where it's just total crapshoot. Uh, next is Masterminds, the latest Zach Galifianakis comedy. We're drunks and stoners and crazy shenanigans. Probably the new Hangover. Maybe yeah, it's probably good for fifty million, which is a perfect eighth round pick. And lastly, mm. Solace, which is a. Oh boy, I'm having trouble remembering. It's kind of an action thriller. I want to say maybe it was even a little sort of near future sci-fi with uh, Colin Farrell and something. I don't know. It's a ninth round. Take yeah. take any damn movie you can get at the ninth round. And for my dead money pick, uh, Ben-Hur. A baffling remake. Uh, wow, does that look like shit. And I think it was going to make tens of dollars. So you think that's going to be a, a colossal flop? I mean, that looks pretty big budget. It's it is big budget. Uh, is it? I would say it's moderately bought. Isn't that that's the Russian Timur Berktemekta vampire <laughs> hunter guy? And his last few movies have not done so hot. I'm a fan of the guy, but his last few have been. Uh, I, you know, I I was when I heard Ben Hur remake, I was like, okay, dude, I'm on board for that. Let's see what you got. Why not? And then I saw the trailer and I was like, what a steaming pile of crap. Like, they're trying to do Fast and the Furious with Ben-Hur or something. It it looks horrible. And I don't think anybody's going to see it. And I think it's on a bad weekend when it's going to get crushed by better movies. Yeah, boy, if that's the case, um, well, I'm, I'm looking here on IMDb. I'm trying to find out what the budget was on that movie. I don't know why. Just to me, the, the trailer looked like it was a pretty big budget movie. Uh, but... Yeah, that could be another fan four stick. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, I don't know. You know, but again, I'm trying to pick something that's not going to go limited. 
because yeah. that screws you on the dead money pick. Yeah. Uh, no, that one there, I don't think it will, but that one there, I could e- easily see that being bumped to uh, the holiday season. But And if it's bumped, I then I get to pick something else. So yeah. that's, not, that's no loss there. Um, okay. Does that do it for Fantasy Movie League? Anything else you want to add for that? Um, I'll let you grade my, my, my selections. Um, boy, it's tough. I, I mean, you have a couple good ones in there, but even, like, even Independence Day, he hasn't had a huge hit. Uh, Roland Emmerich, he hasn't had a gigantic hit. And it's almost like he's made a name for himself. I, I, I that one there to me is almost as big of a crapshoot as Ghostbusters. And I want to see the movie. I really, really do, but, I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> I wanted right. to do, I wanted to do good. I, I, it's an alien invasion movie. Heck yeah. But I don't know why I could just see that one like, Oh, it opened at $30 million. Wah, wah. Oh man. I don't know, man. <laughs> I think there's an independence day crowd out there that you are underestimating. Really? Yeah. yeah there could be. There could be. I hope. I, I, I genuinely, I want that movie to succeed. I love big budget alien invasion movies. So. Bring it on. I just, uh, yeah, I, it would have been cool if Will Smith would have been back, but nah, we'll see. Yeah. Here, okay, here's another reason I picked uh, su- uh, Ben-Hur when I did. The weekend before Ben-Hur is Suicide Squad, Ooh, and then the weekend, yeah. yeah, Suicide Squad, then the next weekend is Ben-Hur, Pete's Dragon, and Sausage Party. I, I, wow. I just don't see Ben-Hur succeeding in that crowd. Boy, and I just wonder if any of them will blink and move their release dates, or if they're like, let's just get get this done with. Uh, I think it's it's very possible that thing could move. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's move on to Recently Watched. We have a good amount of time for that. Um, okay. And I've been blabbing uh, a lot here for the last bit because uh, running down my list. So I'm going to let you, let's start off with Batman v Superman. Let's just get yes. this bitch out of the way. Agreed. Um, and I'm going to let you go first. I know you, you really uh, covered it on, was it episode 112 of yes. Cinema Soft Underbelly? So you can really hear him break it down there. Just give us a real kind of overview, look at uh, what you think about the movie, your thoughts, what have you. <laughs> okay, well, you know, going into the movie, um, first off, I loved Man of Steel. I did. Uh, one of my favorite superhero movies that I've ever seen. I love the direction that they went. I like the fact that it was very much a, I don't want to say an anti-Marvel movie because it's not, it's just, it's, it's, it's its own thing. And it's a very much more serious, dark movie. And I, I loved it. I loved Man of Steel. Very few faults in that movie for me. Um, now I don't have this deep seated passion for the original Christopher Reeve movies and the history of Batman or of Superman. I, I like them, but it wasn't like they have to be this. He has to have the red tights and he has to, you know, uh, I, I'm not like that. So I, I loved Man of Steel. And this is an extension of Man of Steel. It's this, if, if you liked Man of Steel, I would, I'd be hard pressed to see why you wouldn't like this. Um, my, my first thoughts are, I need to see the extended version. And there, it's already been announced that there is an extended version coming to Blu-ray. Um, because that was my main complaint with the movie is it did feel choppy to where I wish certain things were fleshed out, but I was never bored two and a half hours and I was never bored. I 
loved Ben Affleck as Batman and uh, Henry Cavill as Superman. And uh, I even I might be the only one on this planet that did not mind uh, Jesse Eisenberg as uh, as Lex Luthor. I thought he was okay. Maybe maybe not the best choice, but I wasn't bothered by him. He was. I, I haven't read all the comic books, or I'm not a big comic book follower, so that may be completely, you know, not the way he is portrayed. But in the movie, I'm like, ah, he's he's nuts, and it worked for me. Special effects were fantastic. The score was fantastic. The action was great. I just wish that they would have. I would have loved to see the three hour version right from the get go, because uh, some of the things, me not being a comic book reader, I have a feeling that. Some things that maybe even you probably picked up on a lot quicker than I did. Uh, but I thought it was great. I loved how they are, were already starting to build the Justice League with their little, like, there's a couple other characters here that are going to be sprinkled in. Now, it does feel like they're really trying to get the ball rolling quick. Like, Marvel was a lot more leisurely paced with, okay, here's a, here's a Thor movie. And an Iron Man movie, and a Hulk movie, and a Captain America movie. Here it's like, okay, first Superman, now Batman, and a couple others. And next up, it's the whole shebang, or very soon will be the whole shebang. Yeah. Uh, but I I got giddy when I saw Wonder Woman. She was great. I thought she kicked ass. And I'm like, oh, there's our little Aquaman cameo. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And The Flash, and heck yeah. Um, I, I don't want to say too much without getting your input, but... I thought it was great. Now, my wife, she watched it with me, and she had a hard time following it because I think that it was a bit more choppy. But she did like it. She li- she said she liked Man of Steel better. Uh, but once things really got rolling in the second half, she was she was on board. And she did she did make mention though. She's like, "Wow, these are a lot more violent and dark than the Marvel movies." So she did notice that yeah. that that these DC movies are not like Marvel movies. So. My wife, my wife, about the same, uh, but she appreciates that. She's like, I'm glad they're not all, all like the Marvel movies because they're, well, those are fine. It's just they're so happy and neat and perfect and jokey all the time. And yes. I just don't need that all the time. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree. Well, we are very, very alone from the rest of the world. Um, we are. I, I, <laughs> okay. I, I'm just going to say you didn't go spoilery. I'm going to say spoiler. We've both seen this. From okay. here on out, I might get so fired up I drop a couple of spoilers. So you've been warned if you're listening to this. Yeah. You might just and I'll chime in on skip, them too, skip then. ahead a little bit, but yes, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. This movie, um I was really surprised at the amount of hate this movie was getting going in. But then on the other hand, I shouldn't have been, because Man of Steel has a rotten collective at Rotten Tomatoes. That's a rotten movie over there. Granted, it's at 56 or something, and Man of Steel's at 29, but nonetheless, the majority of people do not like Man of Steel, which is a baffling prospect to me, because I think that, I mean, I'm not giving it a perfect score, because the stuff with Paul Kent is just unforgivable, as far as, I'll just stand in this tornado and die. Like, that shit was dumb as hell. The worst part of that movie. The rest of the movie... I had no problem with, but I'm not a Superman purist. I get it if some people are. He's a little mopey, a little emo. That's so, you know, if you're a Superman guy, I guess that's going to bug you to death and whatever. And I I just, I'm not. I tend to think of Superman as he's super strong and big and never had to rely on any brains, which makes him a moron. (laughs) 
This has been true in the comic books. Uh, sorry if you don't like that take, but it has been true. That's why he's gotten his ass kicked by Batman multiple times. A man who's had to rely on purely his brains. Okay, I need to not get derailed or this is going to be a five-hour podcast. <laughs> uh, Batman v. Superman. Uh, you went through the actors. I'll, I'll do that, too. Okay. Ben Affleck, when, when they announced that it was going to be Batfleck, I was like, shit, yes. Nah, I'm on board. Obviously, everybody knows I like Kevin Smith, and I'm a fan of the world and the universe and everything, but it's not my gospel. I will say when I disagree with them, and I wholeheartedly disagree with Kev on his review of this movie, um, massively. Uh, I, uh, focus. <laughs> Batfleck was awesome. Uh, this is a different Batfleck than we've seen, or uh, Batman than we've seen before. He's definitely up to the killing quotient, okay? Now, we've always seen him mm -hmm. kill in movies, and it's always bothered me. Well, not I'm not going to say always bothered me. It bothered me in the Tim Burton movies because he's shooting missiles and guns at the Joker. That is stupid and not Batman, okay? In the Nolan movies, they died by... Pro all the In all of them, he has killed... In every one of the Nolan movies, they all died by proxy, which is to say he didn't necessarily kill them, or but like a car crash or whatever would, and he'd let that happen. I don't, ha yeah. I don't have to save you, or he would shoot the tires and car. And I would say that Nolan handled it with a little more grace. Okay, look, for all of the massive amount of killing Batman does in this movie, there's only one that's bothersome, and that's in the car chase scene where he just flat out drops some machine gun fire on some dudes. And it's not even that... He, like, you could have just done that a little more subtly. Like, show him targeting the tires, let the car wreck and be done. But that's not what he did. He just opened fire on the car, it turns into a fireball, flips upside down, and then he crashes straight through the damn thing like, fuck you on top of it. And it's like, <laughs> okay, just... So for whatever I'm going to say for the rest of this review, just imagine that I'm completely discounting that one, because that one is yeah. unforgivable in any sense. Yeah. Of the Batman world. <laughs> all of the other kills that happen, I didn't have a problem with, because it was all by proxy. Uh, he f He's fighting a gang of thugs that's going to torture and murder a woman, and one thug pulls the pin on a grenade, he grabs mm -hmm. another thug and throws him into it, and they get blown up by it. I I don't... I mean, you're in a battle, I don't really care about that. Like, that's not like him killing... Uh, the other kill that everybody is hailing is where he busts through the wall, grabs the guy's fifty caliber gun, and shoots the tank. Yep. That is shot for shot, frame for frame, taken from a comic book, The Dark Knight Returns. The animated film you have watched. Yep. It's in that movie, or in that book. But in that book, he shoots him in the forehead. Even Zack Snyder said, I'm not going to do that. So he shoots the tank. The guy goes up on his own because it's a flamethrower thing. I didn't have a problem with it. I was like, whatever. They said from the before they ever shot a single frame of this movie that the Dark Knight Returns is our basis for this movie. Okay, well that's what they did. They 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 did it. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. So I can have problems with it, and I understand if you do. And I, but the other kills. I mean, he's shooting cars. He's, uh, you know. Somebody brings a gun up to his head and he pushes it away and he, the guy pulls the trigger and it shoots somebody else. There are people that are freaking out about that kind of stuff. And oh, that's so, they're, they're, I don't get that. I don't get Look, here's my theory on this movie, honestly, and on, and on the negative reviews. Every once in a while, a big tentpole movie comes along 
where everybody decides we're going to get so hypercritical on every single thing in this movie to the point where we're going to claim confusion. I've read reviews where people are like, when we finally get around to Batman and Superman fighting, I don't even know what they're fighting about. I don't even know why they're fighting. And it was the most straightforward plot that I've yeah, ever I, seen what? ever. Like, So all these reviews where I read where I was like, I was confused. I couldn't follow it. I didn't understand. I'm like, did you fall asleep halfway through the movie? Did you sleep through 30 minutes of it? I mean, if, <laughs> if you did, if you were so bored, okay, you didn't like the movie. I get it. That's fine. I fall asleep in movies. It happens. But you can't hold that as a negative to the movie when you didn't watch half of it or you weren't paying attention. I, I just, I don't understand the reviews that people are bringing into this movie. I really don't. But uh, some of the negatives are just, they're, they're baffling to me. They're, they're like, why is, Lois Lane is completely useless. She's in the Africa for no reason whatsoever. She didn't have to be there. And then she's in a bathtub, which why is she in a bathtub? Why, why are you in a bathtub? That doesn't make any sense at all. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She just, she was just taking a bath. Why was she in Africa? Lex tricked her into going there as a Superman magnet. What's the problem? And then there are other people. Lois Lane got saved too many times. She's always in peril and he's always right there to save her. It's such bullshit. Okay. You know what? Let's just delete 75 years of comic book history where Superman saves (laughs) Lois every damn issue. I mean, (laughs) what the hell are you talking about? This happens all of the time where people put Lois in peril so that to draw Superman out. It's a th- it's a theme we've seen a yeah. hundred thousand times in the comic books. Yet for some reason, we're going to select this movie to be pissed off about it. I don't understand. Obviously, the third time she's getting saved in the water under the rocks, all of that section could have be, been rewritten much tighter and cleaner, and it didn't need to be that way. But these people that are like, screw this movie because of that, I'm like. I I don't understand what you're saying. Now, look, I'm not loving this movie to death. Lex Luthor, Eisenberg did a decent job. Brian Cranston would have been better, but... Yeah, I agree. He did okay. I thought he should have reeled it in a hair, especially at the dinner party speech, where he went full-on Nick Cage matchstick men, where he's like... (laughs) He's just, like, fully (laughs) freaking out. But I, I, I think that maybe some of the 30 minute longer director's cut might clear some of that up, because I think there's been some alien influences going on in him maybe to explain that possibly i'm i'm just guessing anyway yeah we we will see but his performance could have been reeled in just a smidge and it would have been all the better for it uh what else gal gadot killed it as wonder woman the end yeah, she nothing did. more needs said about that doomsday the only complaint i have about that is he should have gone full on looking like Doomsday by the... He was metamorphosizing as they were fighting. So how? what does he look like? Because now I, you lost I'd him. I'd have to show you a picture. But by the end of okay. it, he should have been full-on lots more bones hanging out of him than he was. Oh, okay. They didn't quite get there. They went like 75%. They should have gone okay. all the way because they were already going all the way with this shit. Yeah. Um, I, again, full spoiler, because I didn't know this. I am shocked that they're cramming the death of Superman into this as well. Yes. Again, <laughs> I have books for you to read, sir, because they are going to tell you what's going to happen next. Um, but I liked it. I, it made sense. Go for it. You know, we know Superman's not going to be dead. We know that he's going to come back, and, and he is, and that's going to be interesting to see how they do it. Uh, anybody else that I missed? 
Did did you what did you think of the uh of the another big thing that people are complaining about is the scene where uh Bruce Wayne has the vision of the in in the desert and Superman and his arm. That was fine. That okay, that's another stream that I want to I want to touch on. Um people are complaining that all of the other Justice League member cameos are ham-fisted in here and I didn't feel that at all it felt no, I, it felt totally natural to me but it was like lex is obsessed with power anybody that knows luthor knows that and he gets wind of these people he's going to have a file on them and he tracks down all the information he can he's a billionaire and can do that kind of thing so it would make sense that he knows some information about these people and has p- procured some of the uh stuff that would be highly classified like security camera of the flash or uh I, the only thing that was, I was a little like, huh, like, he knows who Batman is? Like, he shouldn't know that. He shouldn't have been able to figure that one out. But he mm. was able to figure that one out. I mean, Clark Kent as Superman, are you kidding me? The glasses thing? Where? I, yeah. Who doesn't know that? At that, It's fine that everybody knows. I don't care. Yeah. Um, so I didn't feel like any of those cameos of the Justice League were ham-fisted in there. I mean, no. they were all on Lex's computer, and Batman got it. Uh, the end. I, I just don't get... <laughs> Why people are so pissed off at this movie. Um, yeah. The choppiness, yes, I definitely felt the choppiness in a few scenes, but I felt the choppiness in the Watchmen theatrical cut, and it was completely yep. cleared up by the ultimate cut. So I have no problem watching a four-hour movie. Uh, do you remember back in the day when um, The Ten Commandments and Ben-Hur and all these movies were two VHS tapes? Oh, yeah. Why? They were epics. They were long-ass yeah. movies. Uh, the only thing I ask is, give me an intermission. I would appreciate that. Give me a four-hour movie and an intermission. I'd rather have that than Kill Bill Part 1 and 2. I want one movie. Yeah. Of one tale. Yeah. Now, were you ever bored in the movie? or Not was once. it? once. Everybody is like, the first hour is boring, and then it's awesome. I wasn't bored for one second of this movie. No, me neither. I'm, I'm not, granted, I, some of the things I didn't quite get, at, at, but it, everything came together. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I, okay, I get why they were in the desert. Oh, I get why this and this and this. And I'm like, I'm sure that that's going to be fleshed out more, but I got it. And I'm like, heck yeah. And then when, when things, when shit got real and there was the battle and the whole, um, there's some spoilers here, but the mother, the same name, I'm like, oh, okay, I get that. That's, yeah. uh, that makes sense to me. I'm like, and that's another big thing that people are bitching about. I'm like, what? Many times on this show, I have said we never need to see the death of Bruce Wayne's parents ever again. Uh, and we start off this movie with the death of Bruce Wayne's parents. And I was like, oh, God, why again? With the pearls and everything, <laughs> I get it. But then when it was that Martha moment, I was like, okay, well, it makes sense that they redid the origin. Because some people might not know or be as familiar. It was a key yeah. point to this Zack Snyder sort of storytelling where it's a little ham-fisted. That's okay. Uh, I'm not going to freak out about that. So, And the Martha thing worked for me. I was like, that makes sense. I, I kind of get it. It triggered something in him, and he's like, I need to go back to being the Batman I used to be before mm. I became this jaded, ultra-Killington Batman. Yes. Which is what he has said from the beginning. This is an older Batman, a jaded Batman, a bitter Batman. They said that before yeah. they shot a frame. And you know what? That's what it is. And it's him getting back to being the good Batman. Yeah, and especially with the little uh, the little shot, and this was in the trailer of oh, of oh. obviously Robin. Everything the, the, was in the trailer. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so <laughs> sorry, you know. Robin. 
No, yeah. So, and yeah, but Robin with, uh, we see his costume and Joker had spray painted some stuff on there. That ties in with the whole, he's jaded. He's pissed off. He's, he's sick of this. Uh, but I, I bought that and I bought the reason why it's like, no, wait a minute. I'm losing my humanity here. Superman is an alien, but he's still a being and he still is capable of love. I don't know. I, 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 it didn't affect me as far as negatively. Like, what? That's a, that's a silly way to get back. I agree, man. Eh, man, whatever. I, it, it, <laughs> every, every single frame of this movie seems to have been taken and dissected and uh, complained about. Even down to the music. Like, oh, the music is, it's the same as it was in, in uh, Man of Steel. And it's, it's like, yeah, it's good. I think the score kicks ass. It's great. But uh, I like the lack of humor in the movie. I like that the sta- it made the stakes seem higher. And, oh, they destroy the city again. And I'm like, they did the same thing in Avengers 1 and 2. Rewatch those movies, please. They destroy the same amount of shit in those movies that they do in these movies. It's just, well, this is a darker they, they tone. They might have destroyed a little more in Man of Steel, but they, they intended to, and they're paying for the consequence of it. And it's it become a story point. Whether it was originally intended to be that or not is irrelevant, because now it is. Um, yeah. And, you know, another thing I've done with all the negative reviews from legit critics is go back and read their thoughts on Man of Steel and Age of Ultron. And what I've found more often than not, they hated Man of Steel with a passion, like hated. And I'm just like, OK, we don't agree there. And secondly, on Age of Ultron, and this is really funny, a lot of times they had word for word. Say that again, in case you didn't hear it. Word for word the exact same complaints about Age of Ultron as they did about Man of, uh, about Batman v Superman. The only exception is that at the end of the review with Age of Ultron, they're like, but if you just overlook a couple of those things, thumbs up. And with Batman v Superman, they're like, but all of these things, fuck this movie and every single person that made it and Zack Snyder and Warner Brothers yeah. and they should all die and go to hell. And it's like, <laughs> what the heck? Like, have the same amount of leniency towards this as you do to everything else, okay? Yeah. I just don't understand. No, that's another complaint, too. They're like, it's not that funny. It's not that lighthearted. I don't understand why, why it's dark, and why are people... Nobody's happy. That's like, I started reading <laughs> comic books with The Dark Knight Returns. That's what got me into it. Nobody's happy in that shit. Uh, it's this is yeah. this was comics as I know them. You go pick up any of the books. It's I just don't understand why people are so. You have to be Marvel, or it's not. It's I not don't good. get that. I, I, I don't get it either. But we're, we've gone yeah. on far too far long enough. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah. We've gone on long enough. Now, yeah. Bottom line, uh, final thoughts on Batman v Superman. I liked the movie. I think it can be improved with the director's cut. Um, I, I'm not bending over backwards in love with this thing. I, I liked Man of Steel better. I think Man of Steel is all around a more tighter, better film. Uh, sorry, to quickly readdress some of the questions you asked me about the desert thing and the Flash. and the, yeah. They're setting up things that are coming in bigger movies, uh, next movies, and that's uh, a detriment of the current universe of every film has to set up a universe and be a collection of things like Marvel. And yeah. Marvel does it too. Uh, it's becoming more of a mimic of episodic television where it's like, oh, what the hell did that mean? I don't know. Stay tuned for the next episode and we'll find out. Stay tuned for The Flash or stay tuned for Wonder Woman or whatever the hell the next thing is going to be and we'll find out what that meant. Um, I know some people will just be like, oh, screw this movie because of that, but uh, (laughs) they're doing it in all of them. I don't know what to tell you. It's film. Here's the thing. It's changing. 
I like the fact that, that I don't want to call them competition for Marvel, but it's nice that there is another brand out there that is doing its own thing. It's like, it's, I, it's like Microsoft and Apple, as silly as that may seem. It's like, I, I want more of this stuff. I want more comic book movies. I want more superheroes. And if that's a different take on things, if it's, if it's this darker tone, great. Let's have more of that stuff. I, even if a couple of them aren't that good, I, I love superhero movies. So bring them on. Even if there's a couple duds, this one is not a dud by any means. I like the fact that it's, they're not like, oh, we have to do the exact same thing that Marvel's doing. We have to, let's make it really lighthearted and funny and Tony Stark's doing his silly, funny things. And, and I like the fact that this is, different Serious. and it feels very different so anyway i agree i'm on the same page but uh some yeah. people are definitely not yeah uh, but it's doing gangbusters <laughs> it did half a million dollars in five days so it, I, i'm sure that warner brothers is fine they're not hurting i did read a couple of comments today where people are like oh it's only made it's only made 200 domestic yeah. it's probably not even going to reach deadpool numbers domestic so clearly they're freaking out and it's a total disaster. And I'm like, yeah, they just made half a billion in five days. I, I'm sure they're freaking out and crying and weeping in their <laughs> yeah. beds. Of I couch. wonder what what Zack Snyder thinks of all of this backlash. Like, it, hopefully he he's fine with this and he just moves on. And because yeah, I like the guy, I've always rooted for that guy ever since Dawn of the Dead. I've rooted for the guy. Uh, Sucker Punch was eh, but I like his style. I like the visual flair that he brings to his movies. He's always had I, a very uh, clear visual style and very good at making a visual style, but he has always had storytelling problems. So I don't understand why people are so shocked by this. I don't understand why all of the people that gave Man of Steel negative reviews even saw this movie, because <laughs> I wouldn't. You know, I, I, I watched the first Hunger Games. I hated it. <laughs> there has been 17 other Hunger Games movies I couldn't tell you what happened in any of them because I watched the first one. Why would I watch the second one? You know, I, I yeah. just, that, that's an idea, a concept that baffles me. And I get it. It's yeah. critics jobs, but yeah. why would you listen? If you disagreed with them on part one, why would you listen to their hate on part two? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Whatever. It's just me. Let's move on. Let's talk about something else. We've been talking about this yes. for like 20 friggin' minutes. Anything. Go ahead. I, I don't have tons to talk about. Um, because I've been okay. reviewing everything I've been watching on the Facebook page. So uh, yeah. go ahead. I'm sure okay. you've got some uh, I do. Uh, I, want, some shit. <laughs> well, I want to bring uh, this one up, and I have not seen the – it's not a sequel, but I, in anticipation for watching the the one that's playing in the theaters right now, I rewatched Cloverfield on Blu-ray. Cool. And, you know, uh, the fan footage subgenre is officially – it's pretty much done, I think. Uh, every now and then one may trickle out, but it's pretty much won its course. Uh, I gotta say, this movie holds up so incredibly well. Uh, everything about the movie, I watched it with my wife, uh, and she'd seen it already, and I'd watched it with you in the theater, and everything about the movie is so well done and so believable. Other, uh, Granted, I know it's... You know, why would you keep filming through all of this insanity? But it's so action packed and it's so good. Uh, have, have you rewatched this one recently? Uh, it's been a while, but I've watched it several times and I, I, I really dig the film. I wish it had a little, like there are some of these 
found footage movies where the shaky cam isn't quite so jarring. And I yeah. wish they this had one been, here is oh, shaky. It's so shaky. There are some scenes where it's unwatchable and it's, it doesn't make me sick, but I'm just like irritated because I can't tell what the hell is going on. <laughs> yeah. But for the budget, and this was a pretty big budget movie for a found footage movie. The special effects are so good and the amount of destruction in New York City is so in, immense. Uh, I'm just, I'm very curious and I've been trying to stay away from all reviews of 10 Cloverfield Lane. I know that this is in generally the same universe, but I know so little about what that movie, how that movie ties in with this. I'm trying to stay away from it. Um, but it's cool that they are maybe kind of sort of revisiting this, this world here. If they are, I, I can't tell. I've are. also been avoiding uh, reviews. Uh, some of the podcasts I've listened to have touched on it and i've skipped the spoilery bits and yeah, I still, me too the best i can glean from it without ruining anything is that it's a side quill it exists in the same universe but kind of isn't anything like cloverfield so i'm, I'm a little worried that it's a is a name a cash grab name thing no, I'm, I'm just worried that it's a a hostage john goodman in a cellar thing for 90 minutes and then maybe at the end a monster and you're done and I don't want it to be yeah. that. I want the trailer to be the first ten minutes of the movie. That would be awesome if that would be the that's case. That's why yeah. I haven't gone and seen. That's why I haven't seen it in the theater. Yeah, but anyway, the original still is good. I still get a big shitting grin whenever a Statue of Liberty's head comes flying through the city. I'm like, yes, that's so awesome. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so, and, and it's cool to see. Even at this point, this movie is seven, almost eight years old now, that a lot of those actors have now gone on to other things that are, have made names for themselves, including T.J. Miller. He is now uh, a, a bigger actor. He's, a, he's in this movie? Can we have one, <laughs> yes, episode, one episode in the last two months without mentioning? <laughs> yeah, he actually is the cameraman in the movie. So he's the comic So I have another reason to hate him? <laughs> yes. Oh, but, uh, you know, I still freeze frame the very end there where we cut back to the loving couple, the, like, that happened like a month before the events in the movie, and you see the splash, the little splash thing, and like, oh, there's the creature, he's, you know, whatever. So, anyway, still a good movie. Cool. Um, okay, I'll do, I'll be real quick here, because I'm more interested in what you've been watching than what I've been watching. Um, no, I've got, yeah, I've got a couple other, couple others I'm going to quick hit on. Uh, I want to say happy birthday. Because I watched The Matrix with Addison. This is her first R-rated movie. I wanted to make okay. key. Because uh, I remember my first R-rated movie, and I'm sure that you do. We've probably talked about it before. Well, she has finally seen her first one, and I figured The Matrix is perfect. I know there's a lot of GDs in it, uh, but not so many as I thought. And it was perfect for a first-time R-rated. Here you go. Here's something a little more yeah. adult. This was on my first watch on Blu-ray. It holds up perfectly. It's a fantastic film. I saw this movie four times in the theater. It was one that I was like, <sighs> I was almost depressed after I left the theater because I was like, that was so great. It makes me mad that I didn't make that movie. Like I, I should have made <laughs> that movie. And like everybody else, I feel like Neo. And you know, so happy birthday. That was released today in 1999. Just, oh wow, nice. Uh, so that was. Pretty sweet. Uh, next, The Flash, the 90s series uh, TV show, The Flash, who I've been watching. I finished that up. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. It's a 
massive injection of 90s nostalgia. Holy crap, did these, did I forget how people dressed back then? Uh, the 90s is becoming the new 80s. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, I can believe crap. it. Uh, but it was very entertaining background office material. I am so happy that I have it in my collection and we'll revisit it one day with the boys or something. Before you get to watch the new Flash show, you have to watch this. And then you will appreciate that. And, and I know you're a big new Flash fan. Holy shit. There are some times where I'm thinking about it while I'm working and I'm like, why are you not watching this with your wife? Because oh. it's a perfect show for that. It, one episode a night, you'll love it. It's, it's yeah, awesome. Okay, yeah, especially after burning through uh, Daredevil season two, like I did, because I'm. <laughs> I think we watched episode six tonight, and you. Yeah, oh. I started uh, days before you, and you finished our days ago. Days ago, <laughs> yes. I, I I cannot quit. Uh, I, I that show I could not quit watching. I'm like, what happens next? What happens next? Uh, I, I love that show. So good. Are you going to go to, so to Jessica Jones then? You really should. I am. T I added it to my list, and I'm. I probably will just because she is referenced in season two, and you've you've talked about the show. Now I have heard some more divisive things about that show versus Daredevil, where it's like, no, don't expect Daredevil, and it's not quite as good, and it's. But I I am totally invested in this side. Uh, thing going on in Hell's Kitchen with the Marvel Universe. Oh, I really it's, like it's that. It's still in the same universe. That's the difference between uh, Marvel and DC. Their, uh, Marvel's uh, cinematic and TV universes are exist in the same world, and mm -hmm. DC's cinematic and TV universes exist in what is called the multiverse. Different universes. That's why they cast a different Flash for the movie. Oh, okay. And then oh. All, all these universes are collapsed together on themselves with the Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, storyline, which is a huge event. And I it, I think that's what they're going to be doing uh, ten, five, ten years down the road. They're, I think that's what they're building to. So we will see. Oh, that's uh, but with awesome. Jessica Jones, my advice is strictly one episode a night. No, no more. Okay? Yeah. It's not... Somebody told you it's not as good as Daredevil. I don't know if I'd say that. It's just different. You know, it's it's more based on drama and thriller. In a way, it's way more R-rated than Daredevil. But it's not, be Ooh. it's not because of violence so much as it's rapey. It's very, it's very <laughs> rapey. Like, to the point where you're, like, thinking about it a week later, like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. But it's a very powerful, powerful woman tale I, I yeah i'm wording that wrong um it's a powerful tale of powerful women which is what i really liked about it that the women are the core focus of the show all the women are in power and i oh i love that it was it yeah. was a great reversal what is going to be the next uh show that i know luke cage is going to be made and is that going to be the next one out of the gate for netflix i think so yeah, because they already okay. had a teaser for that show, and Luke Cage is a main character in Jessica Jones, so that's one of that. Oh, that, really? Oh, that's okay. my main reason for you to watch it is so that you get the primer on Luke Cage. He is okay. badass. He is so awesome. It's perfect. Well, and again, especially after season two of Daredevil, I am like, I, I want to know everything that is going on in Hell's Kitchen and in this part of Marvel. I, I honestly, I liked Daredevil seasons one and two better than some of the Marvel movies. <laughs> it's so good. Me too. 
<laughs> but, but Jessica Jones, definitely take it slower with that. Because if you start getting in a hurry, like, ah, okay, that episode was very similar to the last. I just want to hurry it up. You're not going to like it. Okay. Just one a day. Got it. Having said that about Daredevil, I had to uh, pull out Punisher Warzone again. So that is on my not to jump ahead and say what's re- what's on what's coming up, but I have oh, you, to you rewatch the Warzone. Yet. Oh, I was no. I was cheering over here like. Oh no no no! I mean, you got me to revisit that one about maybe a year and a half ago or so, and uh, well, I bought it for a couple bucks on Blu-ray, and but I'm like, okay, I need to revisit that one again now that I am fully invested in Punisher on Daredevil season two. I'm like, I want to watch the highly underrated Warzone again. There is a huge, uh, not huge, but there is a sincere cult following for Punisher Warzone that has been building for several years. I see it rearing its head online and it's a beautiful thing i love it because i was i'll be the first to admit it i was so wrong about that movie the first time uh but anyway with uh the current punisher daredevil um they're really going the ptsd route with this character oh yeah that's yeah that's interesting i'm i'm digging it i'm digging it i'm just where is this going um anyway i I, i've got seven episodes left so there's some time to go Yep, I can't wait to have a longer discussion about Daredevil Season 2 once you finish it up, because there's some things that I'd like to, t- I'd like to talk about, but obviously I've got to wait. So That's okay. Yep. Go on. Next. Okay. Uh, okay, so I also wanted to hit on uh, Goosebumps. I watched Goosebumps, the tween thing. <laughs> and do, you have any, do you have any history with Goosebumps books, show, you know, anything? I don't. I don't. I, I haven't watched the show. I haven't read any of the books. I just know that Jack Black was in it. It's based on a series. It got pretty good reviews and then I got it for really, really cheap on Blu-ray used. So I'm like, I. it seems like one that would be good with the wife. And it was. We both genuinely liked the movie. I, I actually really liked it. I actually gave it three and a half out of five stars. It's fun. It's yeah. I had to be in the right mindset though. Like right from the get go, it's like tween, 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 yeah. tween, and love interest and hokey high high school stuff. But but once you're like, okay, that's fine. Let's get on with the creatures. Once we get to Jack Black and the creatures, and it was. It reminded me a lot of the Monster Squad mixed with a little bit of Ghostbusters. Yeah, maybe. that's about right. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I had a, I had fun with it. it. It's not the greatest thing ever, but the whole way through, I'm like, oh, I'll totally watch this one again. This is a good turn off brain and joy movie type thing, and I liked cool. it. I, I would, be, I'd be surprised if you wouldn't like this movie. I'll wait for Netflix. I, I read the, a bunch of the books uh, when I was in high school. Uh, middle school, maybe, I guess. Uh, and then okay. it came to cable the show and I would watch, uh, episodes as I could at other people's house. Cause we didn't have cable. <laughs> yeah. Um, and some of those episodes were really, truly terrifying. Some of those books were really terrifying. I think I still have some down in storage. And then I grew out of it right as it was hitting its popularity. I was just a little older and it was like, okay, I'm in, you know, eighth grade and yeah. it's Stephen King time. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, no, Goosebumps would have been grade school for me, now that I think about it. Anyway, so, and some of those episodes were truly freaking terrifying. 
So, we're, like, even now, you think that they would still hold up I now? I have no idea. I, we're talking, like, Twilight Zone kind of stuff, where it's like you watched it then and it really freaked you out. Does it hold up? I don't know. But we're, we're talking a handful. Yeah. Uh, not enough for me to go revisit a whole series. At any rate. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, for what it's for, for what it's worth, the movie was PG, and it was a sci-fi fantasy horror type thing, and I, the whole way through, I'm like, yeah, I'm liking this. This is fun. There's nothing wrong with this. Uh, and in fact, it felt like this would have been probably pretty good in 3D, and I have cooled the, the jets <laughs> on 3D, but this movie, I'm like, I could see where 3D would benefit certain scenes in this movie with how it was filmed. I'm like, that seemed like that should have been a 3D type thing going on there, but it was good. Well, my buddy over at Cinema Henchman, uh, Stephen <laughs> Mullet, says that 3D is the only way to go. I don't know much about anything, but... He, I know, yeah, hey, we'll, we'll see. I, I'll, I'll take his word for it, because he sounds like a smart person. Uh, <laughs> anything else you want to add? Another review? No, uh, that's you it. Good? No, um... Uh, do you, I mean, it's up to you. Do you want to hear one more or not? Your call. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, you know what? Let me get this one off the plate real quick here, and then I'll be done. The night before. And unfortunately, Steve, sorry, buddy, but uh, we're going to have differing reviews on night before. Uh, which Steve are you talking about? I'm talking about Cinema Sidekicks or Cinema, cinema Sidekicks. Uh, Stephen Miller. Different person. I don't yes. No, yes, no that's right. I don't Yes, ex- okay. none at all. I, that, that guy, uh, I don't, his opinions hit or miss. So, <laughs> um, so he really liked this one, and because of his review, I watched this because I don't often hear him talking about comedies. So, Joseph Le- uh, Gordon Levitt, Seth Rogen, uh, Anthony Mackie, all-rated comedy about Christmas. I'm in. Here we go. Oh, that one, the druggy one. Yeah, you have to take a the druggy of- one. Well, that screamed Eugene. No. Yes, it does exactly. And um, nope, two out of five, Ooh. and that's being generous. I I had a little smile on my face most of the way through, but there was I don't know if there was one single laugh out loud moment for me. <laughs> that sounds like me watching the majority of comedies that you are like that, that, me, that yeah, I like. Yes, that exactly. Like, yes, got one of the greatest of all time. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 this for me. For some reason, I'm like, oh, they're doing the thing from John uh, from Tom Hanks. Big, that's amusing. And ah, oh, Seth Rogen's eating mushrooms again. Yeah, all right, now he's puking in a church. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Stephen. Stephen, welcome to the world of, that I have become come to know yes. so well of the bipolar Eugene review. Uh, where, yes, I know. And, and it then absolutely I'll, I'll... screams him, and he's like, nope. <laughs> I know, and I, I don't get it because it's filled with drugs and it's filled with debauchery and raunchiness. And after the credits rolled, I'm like, okay, I'll take Harold and Kumar. Thank you. Goodbye. I look forward to your review of your third watch in about ten episodes. It's <laughs> hilarious! It's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I can't believe it. <sighs> oh, like, why did I sell my copy? And now I'm rebuying it for the third time. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Okay, I well, got that in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay, the only other two I had on my list, I'll just touch on them real quick. The Congress and Grand Piano. These were two blind buys that uh, I, I picked up. The, the trailers looked sweet. Uh, the Congress especially looked right up my alley because half that movie is animated. 
and uh, with actors playing themselves, Robin Wright uh, playing mm-hmm. herself, which always freaks me out, and I kind of enjoy it for some whatever sadistic reason. Uh, and I will say, both of these, I was shocked at how much I liked them. The Congress especially, I still have not stopped thinking about that film. It is so messed up, but amazing. I loved that movie, and it makes me mad that more people are not talking about it. Seek that film out as quick as you can, because it is a must-watch. Even if you hate it, it's at least presenting completely unique ideas that I have never seen in a film before. And it's, uh, it is like the entire second act, like the middle hour of this movie is completely animated, and it makes perfect sense. Well, not perfect sense. It makes sense why when you get to the end, but it's just, it is really magical. It is crazy adult. Um, oh, so disturbing. A grand Piano is is an action, um, action, uh, or just a thriller. A thriller with uh, Elijah Wood. It's phone booth behind a grand piano on a stage. The reason... Are you sure you threw that on the roulette? Are you sure about I that? I marked it off my roulette list on my wall today because I watched it. it it's been hanging it. up there for months because it's been on Netflix. Ugh. Yep. <laughs> um, anyway, it was better than I expected. I expected it to be like, passing thumbs up, it's okay. And I came out like more along red lights where I was like, oh, that's a oh, good that's nice. a good movie. Now it's not no supernatural or nothing, but it's like yeah. wow, that was really well made and really well structured. The reason I'm breezing over both of these is because I reviewed them on our Facebook page. So get over there and take a look at that and you can see more of our reviews on Movie Freaks Pod at uh on the Facebook. The Facebook. Anything else you want to add for this episode, I'll wrap us up. Um, if you wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind hitting on just briefly, uh, the Canton Film Festival coming up because I am involved in that. Okay. Uh, so if anybody is interested out there in podcast land, the Canton Film Festival is coming up on April 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. And, uh, just a brief rundown on the 21st. Doors open at 6 p.m. at the, it's at the, uh, Canton Palace Theater. And on Thursday, we're going to be showing the sci-fi horror categories, uh, submissions. And then at 7.30, we have Beast of Whitehall. It's a horror movie made here in Ohio. And then there's going to be a post-movie Q&A with the director, Seth uh, Breedlove. And then Friday, April 22nd, doors open at 6 o'clock. We've got music video categories. And uh, the movie on Friday night is going to be Forced Perspective, the story of artist Derek Hess. And uh, there's going to be a post Q&A with director Nick uh, Cavalier. And then Saturday is uh, doors open at 2. And then we've got all afternoon, we've got comedy, action, uh, drama, documentary, short films. And then at 6 o'clock, we have a presentation by the uh, acclaimed uh, award-winning special effects artist Robert Kurtzman. He's going to be there with a lot of his props, showing them off and just having a discussion about his career in the film industry. And then at 7.30, we've got a movie called Sweet Mickey or Sweet uh, – it's Sweet Mickey for President with post-Q&A uh, from director Ben Patterson. Uh, so anyway, just wanted to make mention of that. Uh, if you are in the neighborhood and in the area, we would appreciate stopping by. Admission is only $5 a day, so support local filmmakers and stop out. Come on out, Northeast Ohio. Canton, Canton Film Fest. Uh, watch as much as you can. That sounds sweet. 
I'm gonna try really hard to make to that Kurtzman thing. Yeah, I know. That's that's pretty cool that we got him. That's too cool to pass up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. As always, Movie Freaks Pod is your keyword. You can get a hold of us uh, at yahoo.com for uh, email, uh, facebook.com, Movie Freaks Pod, and at Movie Freaks Pod on Twitter. Please don't forget to visit our friends Cinema Soft Underbelly and Cinema Sidekicks or Henchmen, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yep. as always, thanks everybody for listening. I'm Eric Warner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.